a word of warning. The following podcast contains spoilers, alcohol consumption, and careless babbling by two inebriated women. Please enjoy the show. Welcome to the Absurd Cinema Lounge, where we have episode number 12, Death Promise. Uh, I don't know about you, but I want to go get me a yellow tracksuit and um, <laughs> a half jacket <laughs> and go running around the block now. Oh my gosh, this film is crazy, <laughs> and I loved it. So yeah, this is uh, our episode... Death Promise from 1977. I'm going to get you. That's a promise. I mean, so it's a revenge film, and they have their own theme song. That's a promise. <laughs> and then it went, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And opening scene with the yellow jumpsuit, the track right. suits. That's what I was kind of getting at is the two best friends, Charlie and Speedy, are... <laughs> Running around the block, you know, with their matching yellow. <laughs> so I think we're gonna have fun with this one because, but it's it's it was good. So right, it has it ticks a few boxes for <laughs> I know Tony's favorite with the the, the fashion, nineteen seventies, the music, yes, and just the absurd, crazy talk and everything. So yeah, <laughs> I think she liked this one a lot. <laughs> oh my god! So before we get into this movie, Kara. What else have you been watching lately? Well, I've been watching Moon Knight on Disney. What's it, that? It, it's a, another superhero comic book thing. Um, oh. a, a Marvel character played by... Um, God, what's his name? He plays Poe Dameron in the new Star Wars movies. but Not Paul Bettany. Right? No. No. That's, <laughs> he plays Vision. I, I like him, too. I don't know any of these characters. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I didn't know anything about this, you know, character. Um, my husband knows a little bit of it because he's, a, like, a big Marvel, Marvel fan, and he's read the, a lot of the comics and stuff like that. So, I'm always asking him, who's this? What's going on? But it is pretty entertaining. It I like it because it has a lot of uh, Egyptian themes in it because that's what it's about. It's the Egyptian gods are all mm-hmm. fighting and everything like that. So... In modern day, but the guy, um, his character, he basically has like a disassociative personality disorder. So he's got multiple personalities. Okay. <laughs> so he switches back and forth through the the show. So one, you know, you have a real weak one who's like really smart. Then you've got one that's really strong and you know kicks butt. So it's very it's very interesting. I do like it. Other than that, I. I haven't really been watching too much stuff. Yeah, I don't know. What about you? <laughs> I watched 
one of our movies, so you need to watch this. One okay? of our movies? Yeah. It's The House Next Door, Meet the Blacks 2. Okay. <laughs> it stars Mike Epps, which hilarious. I mean, I'm, <laughs> you've seen him in many uh, different movies. Um, so the plot of the story Surviving a night of terror on the West Coast, Arthur, author Carl Black, who's Mike Epps, moves his family back to his childhood home in Chicago in his quest to find peace and quiet, takes an unexpected turn when he meets the eccentric new homeowner next door, who is Cat Williams, Cat Williams but um, convinced that the man is a vampire, Carl and his oddball neighbors join forces to save themselves from the blood-sucking undead. So... It, That's from IMDb. Yes. <laughs> but um, definitely it's hilarious. Um, if You know, it's one of our crazy, funny things, you know. Um, like a scary movie yes. and all that. Like, um, Grab my strong hand. Right. I mean, remember Mike Epps from, yeah. from, next, from Friday. Yes. You know. Um, Where can they watch that if they want to? I found it on Stars through Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. It's hilarious, and you know, he was also in Welcome Back Home, Roscoe Jenkins. Oh, and you know, he has stand-ups on Netflix. Hilarious. Um, the best line that I just had me I was peeing my pants was he sees Cat <laughs> Williams, and he's like floating down the stairs, and he's dressed like in a red robe, and he has like a white wig on, and and he goes, looking like, a, <laughs> he said, looking like a pimp, Hugh Hefner. <laughs> so. Hilarious. So you have to watch it. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. But anyway, so. What have we been drinking, right? Yep. You know, I'm going to ask that. <laughs> I have had uh, quite a few margaritas lately. Now, I, you know, everybody, that's my drink of choice. I don't like them frozen. I like them on the rocks. Yeah, I feel like I get drunk that way. Uh, <laughs> I just get full. Yeah. You know, if you're going out and have Especially tacos having, or something. Having a drink, yes. right, with your tacos. Oh, not. Uh, Cinco de Mayo will be coming up soon, so you know that will be a margarita day. Yes. What day is Cinco de Mayo on? Well, the first. I think is it's on Sunday. a Thursday. Oh man. Yes. Because right, we do. Work. We, no. have, <laughs> we have we have uh, we have uh, uh, dinner plans with uh, one of our friends. Hi, Barbie. Friends. Um, friends. <laughs> friends. <laughs> oh, on on Friday, so we will have on the sixth. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, I'm invited to that too. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So, I don't know. We might have to just do something big that day, you know? Yeah. Because it's so weird when these things are, like, on a, a weeknight and, you know, you work. It's like, bleh. Yeah. And uh, I'm all for getting trashed. And, <laughs> but that doesn't really happen anymore, you know, during right. the week. For today's cocktail. You know, I wasn't very creative for this movie because I, I just could not think of one. Sometimes I'll delve into, like, oh, this was made in 77. Let's find a cocktail that was popular. Well... Instead, I thought, let's just kind of play with these the subject matter. And we are drinking wine today. Dun, dun, dun. A bottle of Riesling called Kung Fu Girl. Yes, it, and it's pretty tasty. Because our uh, our movie contains Kung Fu fighting. And uh, it, it, I did look when you were talking about this was going to be the drink. I did look to see, you know, where could you buy this if I like it, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm a wine drinker. But I did see Target and Jewel. Um, it's definitely, it's not your traditional American or, you know, Riesling, Riesling yeah. which I like because I, I'm a sweet 
or semi-sweet, you know, drinker. Um, usually they're normally very dry, but this was pretty crisp and tart. Kung Fu Girl. Girl. Okay. That's I was like Kung Fu fighting. No, Kung Fu Girl. <laughs> Got yeah. a cute little label, like a hand-drawn Kung Fu girl. Yeah. yeah. I mean, usually Rieslings isn't aren't um one of your favorite ones. Yeah, and definitely um it surprised me. So I do like it. Yeah, it's um, pretty good. I think we recommend it to other people. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a, a And Riesling. the bottles look cool. I have a Riesling here. It's called All Monsters Attack. It, and it's got kaiju monsters like Godzilla and stuff <laughs> yeah. on it. Um, I haven't opened that one. Where'd yet. you get that? Actually, somebody gave it to me. They gifted it to me. So I can't remember. You didn't even open it? Yet? I haven't opened it yet. No. But I, just... I should. <laughs> She's probably going to say, open it right now after this show. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, so that's what we're drinking today. And uh, let's go ahead and get into our movie. It, it does. It had some Sugar Hill vibes, but yes. it it stands on its own. Because nothing it will a, be better than Sugar Hill. It's a, I know. It's a, a revenge film. This film can be found on Tubi. That's where I watched it. Yes. It's not got a Blu-ray quality to it. A lot of times Tubi will have these old movies and you're like, wow, that looks really great. But no, this is pretty uh, grainy and, you know, it's perfectly watchable. I didn't have any problems with it. The premise of this movie is there's these slumlords that want to evict. Which is some hardcore slumlords. That's what I, I was like, what? Well, yeah, they, they want to evict the tenants so that they can tear down the properties and put up commercial businesses and property, you know, buildings. And some of the ways that they try to get them to leave is they turn <laughs> off all their utilities so they don't have water or electricity. Uh, and one scene, they re come in and sneak and release rats in the building. Help, help. He's releasing rats. He comes in, help, help, help. They're putting rats down. Help, releasing yeah. rats. Help, And help. these rats are in this box. And when he turns the box over, dust goes flying out of them. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, and you can tell that these rats are, like, painted like, yes. They're like white rats, but they put coloring oh on them. Oh, my gosh, yes. And, and then they also, at one point, try to set the building on fire. So during while they're doing all of these things, we have our main characters. We have Charlie and Speedy. And they're two good friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Charlie is played by... Um, Charlie, or Charles. Yeah, Charles uh, Bonet. Bonnet, Bonnet. I know. We try to get them, you know. I know. And Speedy is Speedy Leacock. Yeah. And 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 Speedy did not. I did not find any other movies or any other anything that that man has been in. But Charlie, he's been in a couple movies. One notable movie that I know because I'm into the horror movies uh, was 1979's Don't Go in the House. Some people may remember that if they're into that type of film. Deranged guy brings women into his house and he's got a whole like fireproof room and he sets them on fire in there <laughs> he doesn't set them on fire what yeah yeah he chains them up and sets them oh on fire because he's got a weird bomb complex because uh, okay that'll be a movie we may have to do it's pretty seedy not to get into that too much but um that he was in that movie he wasn't a main character he was just type like one of the side characters in that movie charles bonnet is an actual martial artist he has been instructing martial arts for decades and he did the 
ones with um my god why am i just having a blank here um what's that he well he was in a movie called black dragon yeah he also did didn't he do with um bruce lee yeah no he no he didn't no i was there um, was one of those because martial arts in the 70s bruce lee actually fired that up you know everybody Mm -hmm. was all interested in it so that's why you have a lot of these movies in the 70s so but um, they would put bruce lee's name in there and have maybe an actor portraying bruce lee which was very easy yeah like this guy he has the bowl black haircut yeah but he's latin which is he's not asian yeah he's not even asian but yeah that's a little bit about the, the main characters and their friends and they live in this uh this you know slum apartment building and charlie's dad lives with him as well charlie's dad likes to kind of investigate things and get involved like he wants to go to the higher ups and tell them off and they can't live like that well you know if these business guys have their mind set on something and this idiot wants to come and start complaining about it eh, that's not gonna fare well for you sorry charlie's dad which his name is louie and um, who was played by Bob O'Connell? Yes, and he was in films such as Bananas, that's a Woody Allen movie, which is comedy, and then also he was in Dark Shadows. I think one of the movies, Dark yeah. Shadows. So we have our, our our heroes, I guess you would say, doing a quick lap around the neighborhood. Yeah. Shows kind of how invested they are. They like their where they live. They get along with their neighbors. You kind of get to see you know the the outline of the area so they're running and so they're like finally come to the a stoop and they're like all right i'm gonna get ready and i'll see you at the dojo right because they go and practice at the dojo and so charlie goes up to his apartment and then we get to see like how they really live i mean it's like a tiny little apartment new york apartment like a yeah. postage stamp and uh turn off the electricity they you know they've turned off the water because he tries to take a shower right yeah so life is kind of hard i guess for them you know and so he tells the dad they're kind of like oh not again because i Mm -hmm. guess this is on an it occurs all the time so so we've got to to deal with that because um and we we have to have scenes of them in the dojo practicing yes yeah they're they're showing their moves off um but we have his his dojo, his sensei. Um, his name is Shibata, and he's very close with him. And his dad knows him too, and so he just seems like he's you know a really good friend and mentor. And it seems like, you know, they've found. I mean, they've never said this, but what it looks like to me, because there's a clear. They try to make it clear how either there's a fine line. Either you're a good guy or a bad guy. So they're choosing good and looking after their neighborhood and in their spare time that's why they're at the dojo right so right so they're not getting into any trouble they're doing because a know, lot of these guys in the neighborhood have been hired by the hench their henchmen for yes, these men the slum lords yeah so charlie's dad starts getting involved and he goes to complain to some of the slum slum lords and they, uh, that they they have it out. They're like, you know, no, he's a, he's going to be a problem. He's blocking their basically their path of of getting rid of this building. And Charlie's dad is kind of like almost like um, I don't know if you felt like this. Like he talks to everybody in the building. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows each other. They they try to 
comfort each other and yeah, look out for each other. Yes. Yes. So that's kind of what's going on. And every time they try to do anything, they're trying to set the building on fire. Here comes Charlie and Speedy and they just start yeah. kicking butt. So they're they're getting to be in the way as well. So one day Charlie comes home and they, you know, he's coming home, he goes home and then find he finds his dad has been murdered in the in laying on the kitchen floor. No blood, no blood, no nothing. He's just laying there. But what I thought was funny was so Speedy's walking down the street. Because he was like, hey, dude, see you later. See you later. So then go home. Or he asked him, are you going to be okay? Should I wait? Make sure you, like, get inside. Right. So Speedy's outside, and all of a sudden you hear, ah! You know? And, and so then, he turns around. And, yeah, and he just comes in running out of the building. Charlie does. And that was it. And I'm like, okay, so there's there's no police investigation. And he just, like, runs away. Well, Speedy goes inside. And that's where we see it. And he sees him. And so he calls the sensei. Yes. And the sensei says, I had to rewind this twice. <laughs> How he go to heaven? <laughs> oh, my God. And I go, he, they did not do that. <laughs> and I'm sure this guy, he he is Asian, but I I don't think he, I think he's American Asian. Yes. Um, so he doesn't have an accent, and he's putting on this accent mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. So... <laughs> He calls, you know, and obviously the, you know, I'm. They didn't even check him to see, like, is he dead? No, there was they no. They just assumed he was dead. No ambulance. He just goes running out, and then goes to the sensei, and then the sensei pulls out a letter and says, "Your dad said to give this to you if anything ever happened to him, but don't open it until you absolutely need to." And I'm like, okay. Then he wants to take on these people yeah. he wants to get his revenge charlie does and it kind of looks like they, he goes to nebraska well sensei tell, yeah <laughs> sensei sends him to get training from this yeah. master in the middle of nowhere but where does he go i don't know where he goes i mean they don't show him on a plane or a train no. or a car he's, he just appears there and um i think he's there for a total of 12 hours it seems like <laughs> I don't know how long the span of time was supposed to be where he trained. Right. So meanwhile, Speedy's trying to... On rooftops. Staring at him and, like, checking him out. He's and, doing some surveillance work. Yeah. And he's finding out who these guys are and kind of, like, their routines and who's involved with them. So Speedy's doing all the real work. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Hiding, sneaking around corners. Right. You know, and then we get to see the six dudes. Yes. And each dude is just as weird as the next. And there's one that's like a Snoop Dogg. Yes. Oh, he's a pimp. Oh, yeah. And I say that just because they have him with like, he looks like a classic um, 70s pimp. Yeah. You know, there's even a scene which I was like, why did this have to be in this movie? I don't know. But there's like, yeah, the other guys are these old white guys Uh and uh, they feel like they're untouchable. So they all are planning and plotting, you know. Always just laughing with each other. <laughs> right. Together and shaking hands. But yeah, the scene that Tony's referring to, <laughs> I don't even remember his name, but he's the black slumlord. I guess that's what you'd be calling them. Yeah. He's at the house with this woman. <laughs> and she has no shirt on. <laughs> Talking about how her man's going to kill her. Yeah. 
So I think it was a drug deal. Something. I just couldn't figure out exactly what was going on. And she, you know, obviously she's in love with him. Why? I don't know. Please. He's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> or no, my old man's going to kill me. And he goes, well, take your top off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand that. And it was just horrid. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was an image burned into my brain. <laughs> yes. And, you know, if you want to look this up, watch the movie. Or there are images online of this, I'm sure. <laughs> this woman... Okay, would you say she's <laughs> it was like a moment of weird silence? Yeah, she, okay, she's like, okay, she's pretty endowed. Yes, right? but her the hate. nipples were in, were basically the entire size of her. Boob. <laughs> I mean, what the heck? I mean, no, that is just weird to me. <laughs> and he's just like, come here, baby. <laughs> I I'm just so when that scene cuts away, can you have a nipple reduction? I, I don't know. She needed one. And it was just strange. It was just the weirdest thing. I it's like know. they said, oh, we have to put this scene in there. Yeah, it was just kind of, it was strange. It was just needs a, to call a setup. Believe it or not. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. meanwhile, when he's training in Nebraska <laughs> with the sensei, the sensei is like 20 years old with, with white just paint? paint in his hair. Again, speaking broken English. Very badly, mind you. And then he's got another guy there, that another student. And they're getting along and they're, and they're like along. fighting each other. Yeah. And, you know. and they're like, oh, you did that move. Oh, that was a good move. I'm going to be, I'm going to perfect that move yeah. too. Ooh, ah, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Play, play, play. And then yeah. later, of course, he, he perfects the one move in 12 hours and then, okay, it's time for me to go. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get my and, revenge. And we see Speedy closing in on him. Right. So a total and, of but two days, maybe. Right. And, and we didn't mention, too, that the, the letter, that he do, does open the letter and the dad tells him in the letter um, all of their names, all mm -hmm. the slumlords' names and what they're up to and things like that. So he does have that and that's where he's built his foundation of uh, revenge on. So he goes back, and then the other, you know, when he leaves, the little student's like, man, I'm going to miss you. I'm coming to the big city to look you up. Yeah. And he's like, no. I, and I, are they supposed to be in China or something? I, <laughs> I thought it was Nebraska. <laughs> well, the guy, the, the student, he was speaking like he was from Harlem. Yo, man. Yeah. I'm going to go visit you. And I'm like, I thought he was like a Chinese student. Right. Anyway. So he's like, no. Don't because I'm taking care of some business. So he's like, I want to come, you know. So he gets back and he hooks back up with Speedy and Speedy tells him all the deets. <laughs> right. And and so he, he tells him, Speedy, thank you, but I don't want you involved. This is my revenge. And then Speedy's like, oh, hell no. They're taking my neighborhood. They're taking my neighborhood. I've done all the surveillance work. I ain't yeah. gonna let this go. I'm to telling waste. you who's who and Yeah. So they decide to work together, which is awesome. So um some of the some of the great kills in here. Um <laughs> my favorite one, there's two of them actually. Uh my first favorite kill is he he there's this one um one of them's laying at his pool. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Um it was an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, laying by his pool, and 
he's like trying, he's shooting with a bow and arrow and he's like, yeah, I'm good. And then this little um, lackey guy. Um, I thought it was like a son. I don't know who he was. Let me touch on that once we get done with this part. But so he's like, go get your bow and arrow and you can shoot arrows with me too. And he's like, oh man, I don't know. I'm not good. He goes, you do it. So he goes into this like closet <laughs> in a garage or somewhere and finds this bow and arrow. Meanwhile, while he's doing that. they Yeah, so we got Charlie and Speedy. They hop the fence and they, they you know, kind of scoping out the the yard and they capture him and we don't see what happens to him we just know they've got him so then here comes the little lackey guy and um he's like oh where are you at and he's like oh must have went inside or something to get a drink and so he starts to uh well i might as well shoot use his bow and arrow yeah and then we look, and then the, the guy is tied up on the other side of the target. And uh, he's gagged and everything. And so then he gets killed by the bow and arrows. Or the arrows. Yeah, the they show him, like, getting, like, killed. Yes. Yeah, so I like that part. I thought that was cool. Because then the lackey comes walking over. He's like, oh. And that was it. There was no other reaction. <laughs> there was no, like, oh, my God. You know. Yeah. No. Alden is the main one. Oh, he's that that yeah, the last yeah. Um there's another one, I don't remember his name. Mersky Jackson. Oh, Jackson, yes. And Alvano. He was the one that had all of the guards around him. Like he says, Nobody's gonna get me. I am highly, highly protected. And he has just a bunch of bodyguards. And they're just like running through the building and and well, the way that Charlie gets him is he climbs up on the roof and he climbs down and um, I don't know if he cuts a hole or there's a window, but he takes a string and he, um, this is some ninja stuff right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Takes the string and he he puts it um, over the guy he's sleeping with his mouth open. With poison. And he puts poison on the string and it drips down in his mouth and then he you know, takes the string out and then they, they head out. Well, then the guy's dying. So he gets him. Right. So that and then was another the guy, um, the one that kept saying he's going to move to Florida to look him up. Did you see they open the door and his girlfriend is standing there in front of him and he pushes the girlfriend in for, to, into Charlie and Speedy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is another great one with they, Jackson's death. Yeah. Yes. So they chase him down to the garage in the, Apartment building, I'm guessing, right? So they chase him down there, but okay. So was he driving the car like through the corridors, or was yeah, were yeah, he able to drive? It was like up a, there. Yeah, it, it just had like a very small. I don't know if that was meant for that because there was an <laughs> elevator too that the car yeah. could sit on. It's just a weird building. But yeah, he was. Uh, they were chasing him through there driving. Yeah, and, and then uh, little. Ksh- and yes. break the window again, single pane. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. But uh the way that uh Jackson gets his is another favorite of mine. They it, and uh Speedy is the one that I think dispatches this. Where and of course the lady there, but she's got her top on, thank God. Oh yeah, this is the pimp. Yes, Jackson the pimp guy. They come in there and they put a bag over his head and it's got hungry no rats. rats in it. 
So death by rats. And she is screaming bloody murder. And I'm like, go take that shit off his head. Yeah. <laughs> and she's she's doing this whole thing where she's rubbing her face and her hair and she's all like, I'm crazy. This is not yeah. happening. I guess because I have clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's dead. So yes. all the henchmen or all the partners are dead. Yes. And he's going after the main dude, Alden. Right. And so they find him. They chase him up there. And meanwhile, hi, friend. I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the guy flew over from China, Nebraska. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm here to help. Yeah. So, so all they're happy to see him. Yeah. We're like, yeah, because we need to take him down. Right. So they all are fighting on a rooftop and kicking butt. Take it turns. And yeah. And um, how did he? Because he, well, he gets knocked off the roof. Right. But. You think that, oh, it's over. It's yeah. great. They're, all the bad guys are gone. And then all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, yeah. And they, you know, uh-oh, somebody else is here. The real killer. The real killer. The main person in charge of all this stuff is Shibata. The sensei. The sensei. From oh. America, not Nebraska. Yeah. Or right. Whatever. China, Nebraska. Yeah. Um, he's the one that killed his dad. Which made sense. I mean, if he came in to the house, there was no struggle. Oh, he'd go to heaven. It was fake. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's made known that uh, he is part of the Yakuza, and he was in charge of everything, and the henchmen guys, the slumlords, were working for him. So then, now we've got a fight. And now, it's a little bit more, you know, because they're kind of on equal footing as far as their fighting skills. So we've got slash, a sword slash to the back. We've got... <laughs> nice. We've got... um. <laughs> Tony's giving him sound effects. Uh, lots of punching and kicking and all three of them are all involved. All three of them are fighting this one guy and eventually, of course, they win. Mm -hmm. They win. And then everything is all good there and then we get our soundtrack again. That's a promise! Um. <laughs> so yeah, that was it's that was Death Promise. Very big. <laughs> It was a vet. It was a, it, it was entertaining. It was. You know, I, I can't imagine. Let me go to the store and I need an orange shirt to go with my orange bell bottoms. These. Okay. Yeah. Now let's talk about this because I made a note on my notes. Talk about the clothes. So. This movie is a pure 70s. You've got some polyester pants. That All flare. tight. And those ones that he was, oh, in the beginning, that one um, henchman, skinny, they're high-waisted, skinny, flared out after the knees. Oh, yeah. Like and, Charo. Yeah. But then, like, Chucks with, like, socks. <laughs> and they all had these, like, shirts that matched the color of their pants. Yeah. And they were this crazy designs. So you've got, like. And tight. Yeah, tight. No I fat. Got, I, yeah. <laughs> I got maroon pants on with my green, orange, maroon mm -hmm. shirt. Another guy had blue. I'm like, this was some serious catalog stuff. Like, they were serious, 
with these clothes. Yes, and like, and then they got the yellow jumpsuits uh-huh. with the the um, the like their track suits. Yeah, track suits, but they're like half jackets. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, they were midriff. I didn't yeah. understand that. I mean, I know they got killer abs and all, and they, but it looked hot too. Temperature hot. Yes. I think that would be itchy. I don't know what they're made from, but like they didn't weren't wearing shirts underneath those, and they were running. No, and they, yeah, they were hot, like sweaty. Mm. So, would you recommend this? Oh yeah, fun night. I agree. Rift Tracks does. I don't know if anybody's familiar with Rift Tracks, but it's the guys that did Mystery Science Theater three thousand. It's a little different now. You don't have the bots and stuff at the bottom of the screen. They just talk over it. It is a hilarious show. It got some great <laughs> comments on that. Um, and that's also available on Tubi as well. So if you want to watch the original one or if you want to watch something in the background, um, I recommend that one too. Nice. Yeah. How's the wine? It's gone. Yeah. It was very good. I mean, I drank it all. I know. We've been... Uh, polishing off this wine so uh i think we'll turn it over to announcer guy unless tony has any other tidbits about the movie that's all that's Oops. all yeah it was a good one it was a good one um it was a short one too wasn't it? yeah it was a pretty short one. yeah and uh until next time bye bye You have been listening to the Absurd Cinema Lounge with your hosts, Aaron and Tony. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and write to the ladies of the lounge at absurdcinemalounge at gmail.com. Become a lounger and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Absurd Cinema Lounge. The music for today's episode, Death Promise by Opus and Ah by Taj. Our featured drink for this episode was Kung Fu Girl Riesling by Charles Smith Wines. Death Promise is Madison World Film and Boston Film Production. No copyright infringement is intended. Be sure to join us where the ladies will discuss the 1977 made-for-TV film, The Spell. I'm announcer guy, telling you that's a promise i'm gonna get you that's a promise i'm gonna blow your mind the lounge is now closed